on everyone in the practice squad here. I'm Tyler. And I'm Augie. All right, bud. Two <clears throat> weeks in a row. Look at us. I know. We're like back on schedule or something like that. I know. It's almost like we're doing this as an actual job for once. <laughs> All right. Maybe. Well, maybe a little bit. So some interesting stuff has happened in the NBA recently. Some tossing and turning. So we'll, we're going to start off with that today. Just kind of talk about the NBA playoffs about to start. They actually start, uh, what is that, 22nd, nine days from now, the playoffs start. The playing games start five days from now. I think that's what, Monday? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. So we're just going to go from that. We're going to start with uh, the NBA kind of playoff picture right now. Then we're going to go into our top five teams to kind of look out for this year, just kind of see what happens with them. Um, and the NFL, and- that is. Yeah, in the NFL. And then we're going to finish with talking about the Lions schedule. Obviously, you're, you'll have a segment for once where I don't do all the talking. <laughs> and then I'll obviously do all the talking for the Panthers schedule. And then later, when it gets closer to the season, because we're still four months away, um, we'll definitely talk more in depth about everyone's schedule and do what we normally do with our picks. Uh, officially, I did run up the numbers. My notebook is packed up. Because we are both moving home from school, so I don't have the exact point totals. But Augie did win um, the NFL season. Yes, uh, I was winning ninety nine percent of it. <laughs> I really dropped the ball late. You know, you I, did. Hey, everyone likes a good comeback story. They do. And the crazy thing is, I would I beat you on the daily picks by I forget what exactly it is, but by the weekly picks, I beat you by a ridiculous number. Like it was by like twenty or thirty games. But you had I if I remember right, eight teams, you guessed their record completely right. Boom. I'm a I'm a freaking fortune teller, dude. You are that gave you that gave you what, twenty four points right there. So that made up the difference. And then you had a few of the award races right and you had like four or five teams you were one game off of getting their records right too so no you definitely you killed the schedules so i'm gonna have to do better with Dude, that ES, espn needs to hire me as the schedule predictor maybe maybe so let's go ahead let's jump into kind of the playoff picture right now and for people at home that are kind of confused so basically how this is going to work this year is the top six teams in each conference automatically make it you don't have to play any extra games. You're good. And so what is confusing to me is I'm still trying to figure it out. As far as the tournament goes, it looks like the playing games, how it's going to go. If uh, the seven team loses, I think that the, – well, the loser of the 7-8 game has to play the winner of the 9-10 game. So, right. So I think how it works is like, say, right now, Boston and Charlotte are 7-8. and eight. So if Boston wins, then Boston goes down to the seventh seed. And then Charlotte would go play the winner of any Indiana and Washington. Whoever wins that game would be the eighth seed. So you could potentially see some good matchups there. Um, do you like this format? Do you like them trying to do this? I I don't I don't know quite yet. Because if I'm if I'm looking at these things, if the standings correctly. Wizards have 32 wins, Pacers have 33, Hornets 33, and then Celtics 35. I mean, I can kind of see it for, like, the 33, 32-win teams playing each other for uh, the spot. But if you have a higher – if you 
have a higher win total or I don't think you should really have to play in, you know. Yeah, I get that, but my thing is Boston doesn't it's not like they have an amazing record. If if they had like if they were over 500 by like five or six games and then Charlotte was still three games under 500, I get that. But Boston's 35 and 35. It's not like they're right. playing amazing. And um I like it. I I think it's good because I think the issue is when you get kind of to, towards the end of the season, some of these teams just kind of take their foot off the gas. They stop caring. They're like we're going to make the playoffs who cares? And I think it makes it more competitive. Obviously, the six and seven seed teams don't like it at all. Right. But I those eight nine, those nine and ten seed teams are going to love it. Like Washington, we're seeing teams like Charlotte that haven't made the playoffs in a while get a chance. San Antonio, who is a very well coached team, might have a chance to make a run. Like, and I'm not saying they're going to go beat the one seed, but it gives them kind of a play and feel. Now, something that I found out the other day, I want to know your opinion on this. Um, teams that lose the playing games, is not they're not considered a playoff team. So, like, say Boston as a seven seed loses their playing game. In history, it will be written that they did not make the playoffs that year. Right. Do you think that's a good rule? I mean, yeah. Because technically, technically, they're not. Technically, they the didn't make tournament. the playoffs. Yeah, technically, they didn't make the playoffs. I mean, for competitive balance, I'd say yeah, that makes sense. I agree, it, and they have two chances too. The seven and the eight seed have two chances to recover. So if they yeah. lose the first game, they get to try again. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense that they aren't a playoff team if they lose. Yeah, and it's only one game. It's not like a series. It's not like you can make the case that the team's going to get more beat down and tired. Yeah. The thing that's going to suck, though, is if like you have the seven seed lose both games and then somehow jump up in the lottery to a top-five pick. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I know a lot of people don't like it because they feel like it's kind of a money grab for the NBA, extra games that people watch. But I think it's smart because it makes these last couple of games of the season more interesting. It it puts a little more excitement in the end of the season to where people normally at this time don't care what the what the 32 and 38 Wizards are doing. Like, we're normally like, oh, they're getting ready for the draft. Who cares? But now they're like, you know what, guys, we can make a run at this. And so uh, let's just go ahead and go through the rankings real quick. So real quick. The first team in the East is obviously Philly. Number two, Brooklyn. Number three, Milwaukee. Atlanta's at four. They're, they have one more win than the Heat and the Knicks, but they all have 31 losses, those three teams. So Atlanta's at fourth because Atlanta has the advantage over Miami. And then Miami is at fifth because they have the advantage over the Knicks in the season. And so – and then the Knicks are at six. So right now the Knicks would play the Bucks. Um I mean, I think that's a okay matchup for them. But yeah. personally, I think I think the Heat and the Knicks can both agree. I mean, as a Heat fan, I can agree. I'd rather play the Hawks than the Bucks, but I'm okay with playing the Hawks. I mean, I'm okay with playing the Bucks because of what we did to them last year. But I mean, I would rather get some warm up games in against the Hawks. I'm not saying the Hawks <laughs> are gonna be, we could run through, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, a little like easier year, competition. Yeah, like last year how we played the Pacers, like. Playing the Pacers first definitely made it a lot easier. 
Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. And so, yeah, I mean, seven seed Boston, eight seed Charlotte, nine seed Pacers, ten seed Washington. Out of those four playoff playing teams right now, who do you think have, like has the chance to make the biggest impact? The out of those four, I I want to say the Celtics, but I know it's not the Celtics because they just lost Jalen Brown. So I'm going to yeah. go Hornets, and the 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 Wizards have been playing good recently. So I'm going to say them. I'm going to go with the Wizards as my number one out of these four teams. I think Charlotte is talented, but I think Charlotte's too young. I think if they go and play Brooklyn, they're going to get beat up. I don't think they're going to win. But, I mean, I hope they do, but I just don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I think the Wizards have the best chance of giving someone a run for their money because the Wizards have the most talent, in my opinion, out of those four teams. Now, if Jalen Brown was playing, I don't think it'd be much of a contest. I think Jalen Brown and the Celtics would – probably beat all those playing teams pretty easily, but yeah, without Brown, they just lost back-to-back games to the Heat. The they, Wizards they're are... on like a streak right now, the Celtics. Lost yeah, to Cavs the... last night, lost to Heat, like you said, two times in a row, lost to the Bulls. They they beat the Magic, but then they but they lost to the Trailblazers the, week, uh, the day before. They lost to the Cavaliers last night? Yeah, it was 90... Yeah. 94 to 102. Oh, geez. They were closer yeah. in some of the game, one of the games with the Heat than they were the freaking Cavaliers. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's go over to the West real quick. Um, Number one, Utah. Number two, Phoenix. Number three, Clippers. Four, Denver. Five, Portland. Six, Trailblazers. And then the four playing teams, we have the Lakers, the Warriors at seven and eight. And then Memphis and San Antonio at nine and ten. Out of those four teams, who do you think has the best chance? The the Lakers and the Warriors. I don't think it's very close. I agree. I mean, I I love all four of those teams. I love their coaches. I think they're all good teams. But I honestly think that the Lakers and Warriors have the best chance. And there's a good chance both of them make it because mm-hmm. say, say whoever wins the Warriors Lakers matchup is going to go play the Suns. And then whoever wins the uh, – who, whoever loses that game gets to go play either the Grizzlies or the Spurs to get in, which I think would be good. Honestly, I wouldn't be upset if the Lakers lost that game to the Warriors so that way they can get another game in before they go play the Jazz. Yeah, especially since they've had, like, Braun and AD out for a lot of the season. Yeah, it, I kind of don't want to see Phoenix at that two line because I'd rather them fall to three – because I don't, I don't want to see them get eliminated in the first round by the Lakers. I really don't. <laughs> right. Like I know they, they deserve the, to make it to at least the second round. Yeah, I know I've been cheering for the Suns, but they really do deserve it. Like they, they've really turned their season around. They're twenty-seven wins over five hundred right now. Like they deserve to go to the playoffs and they deserve to go far. And so I don't think that it's right if they get LeBron in the first round. Right. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. So I kind of hope the Warriors win, so that way they. Uh, I think they've. It's a little to the easier Warriors. for the Suns, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, but, I but, think the playoffs are going to be pretty good this year, personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially with the Lakers being such a low seed, they're gonna they're gonna play all those top seeds first, and then work the way up. Yeah, and That's I think the, be good games to watch. I agree. I agree. So let's go ahead. Let's move into our. Top five teams to pay attention to this year. I'll let you start off with your number five. All right. 
<clears throat> now, this might be a little biased, but I did put the Lions at number five. It's going to be – It's hold on, listen, hear me out. It's going to be interesting to watch how Goff adjusts to Detroit. Dan Campbell, his high, the high-energy head coach we hired, how many kneecaps is he going to bite? Yeah, I just think it's going to be an interesting dynamic of a team to watch. Well, to make you feel better about yourself, guess who I put at five? The Panthers. I did. I did. And and people could get mad at me all they want, but I honestly think this team is going to be exciting. We get McCaffrey back. We get a new quarterback. We beat up our offensive line a little bit. We got even more diff- – we, we signed several defensive pieces – alongside of who we already had. And our defense was one of the things that worked last year. Um, our offense did not. Our wide receivers did. But our our quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, is now throwing a fit saying that the Panthers didn't work on two-minute drills enough, and that's why they lost those close games. But, I mean, he needed to work on throwing a five-yard pass more. <laughs> that wouldn't really matter. But, I mean, no hate on Teddy Bridgewater. He's a great guy, and I wish he could have stayed. But – I mean, for him to leave and then basically trash the Panthers and say that they should have practiced those things more. I mean, maybe they should have, but if he would have completed more passes throughout the game, we wouldn't have been in those situations. <laughs> Jeez, I you're cutthroat right now, Tyler. I'm just saying, you're not going to trash my team because we traded you because you couldn't get the job done. I mean, it's that simple. Right. Yeah, no, I understand that. I mean, like, do 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 I respect him for everything he's done? Do I respect him as a quarterback? Yes. And you remember when we got him, I, I said on this podcast that I'm excited to see what he can do. And I had no hate towards him. I was I was sad to see him leave. And then, like, yesterday he comes out in an interview and basically complains about our team. It's like, well, right. I mean, like, that's just kind of wrong. Don't We didn't do anything. You didn't get the job. Then we got rid of you. I mean, it's, it's football. That's just what it is. And – but I think this team is going to be exciting. Our coach is in his second year. He had a good year last year. And a lot of those games I was looking at, there was five games – nine. actually, I'm sorry, nine out of the 11 games the Panthers lost this year were eight points or less. So one possession games. Right. And so if you think about it this way, if they if they win half of those games, they're a 9-7 and seven team opposed to a 5-11 and 11 team. So, I mean, there's definitely – getting McCaffrey back and getting a better quarterback – I think it's that, gonna that's going to help. Yeah. So hopefully, sky's the limit. All right, your number four. My number four. Now I want to clarify, the the top teams to watch isn't the top for me at least isn't the top teams that are going to be good on the field to watch. It's just the teams to like monitor this season. I wanted to clarify that because I put the Texans at number four. Because it's going to be interesting what happens with the Deshaun Watson legal case. First off, I'm looping the Texans slash Deshaun Watson in this. It's going to be interesting to see what they do at the quarterback position. Does Deshaun Watson play? Do they <clears throat> or do they have some? I don't want to say bomb, but some backup quarterback play for them the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean the only reason why they won games last year was Watson. So if they don't yep. play him, I'm glad we playing playing week three. So. <laughs> God, give me a win, please. We won't go right. 0 17. But um, yeah, no, I agree. I have the Colts at number four because I think it's gonna be interesting to see what Wentz can do there. That team was pretty good last year, and I think it's gonna be interesting to see can he turn his career around because, I mean, he's had some decent regular seasons, but the last couple of years after injury after injury, he's kind of fallen off. Last year was kind of rough for him, so it's gonna be 
interesting to see if he can if he could fix it. And right. I think the Colts is a team to do it with. I mean, they're young. They have a lot of talent. He's got great receivers to throw to. He's and got he's got uh, and he's got uh, his old coach that he had his uh, MVP season with. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully he could get stuff done. Um. Oh. Yeah. Number three for you. Number three. Similar to the Texans, I put the Packers. Now, if Aaron Rodgers play, they will be an amazing playoff caliber team. But at this moment in time, we have no idea what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. We know he hates the front office of the Packers. We know – well, it's been reported that he said he doesn't want to come back to the Packers and he doesn't want to play. It's been reported that the Denver Broncos have been thinking about a package to put together for Aaron Rodgers. We just don't really know what's going to go on with the Packers. And we might see a little Jordan Love season, see if uh, trading up for him was the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, as far as Jordan Love, do you think it's kind of a make it or break it type thing for him? If he plays, yeah, it's going to be a a make it or break it type thing. Because I feel like this is really what created the shift between Aaron Rodgers and the front office was them trading up for not a wide receiver to help Aaron Rodgers, but a quarterback to potentially replace Aaron Rodgers down the line. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I didn't put him on there, but now that I'm thinking about it, that's a good point. I have the Jets at three because I get some interesting to see what Wilson does. They have a new coach who for, apparently forgot he was coached during practice. and so oh, I saw that. That was hilarious. It's going to be interesting to see how they do with a new quarterback and just see, like, was Darnold the issue, or is there more issues than that? I mean, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut. So, let's move to two. I'm noticing a trend in my list. It's the 49ers because, one, they got they got their roster back, basically, this season. And they traded a freaking haul to get Trey Lance. So, to see where he falls in with their plan to – potentially make it back into the playoffs or have him sit for a year and behind Jimmy G, see if Jimmy G plays good, then play Trey Lance if he's not. I, I just think that's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, I agree. I, my my two, I have the Bears and the Dolphins. I know I put two teams there, but I can't wow, really that's decide. that's cheating, Tyler. Uh Okay, fine. No, no, no. You can you, – no, keep them. Keep them. Keep no, them fine. Both. Podcast's no, over. I quit. No. <laughs> All right. I have the Dolphins and Bears together because I think they go well with each other because of the fact both teams didn't do as good as they wanted to. I, the Dolphins did better than a lot of people expected, besides, of course, me and you because we're geniuses. Yeah. But um, the Bears also – are looking for kind of that QB. So both teams are going to be interesting to see if their QBs work out. Can Tua recover from kind of that rough into the season he had? He had a really good season up until the end. The Bears getting fields, are, when are they going to use them? Is he going to work out? So both teams have pretty young quarterbacks who they're going to look to see what they can do. And so I think they go pretty well together because it's young QB play and seeing how that flows together. So uh, number one for you. I got the Dolphins. The fans, I, baby. I, I get the Dolphins because I think if Tua can put it together this season, you can. If he puts it together this season, I think the Dolphins have a realistic chance of winning the AFC East. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, I just want to see that happen. You know, if Tua put his put his crap together, and the Dolphins go out and destroy. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, number one, I got I got the brownies. Mm. I just think that at this point in Baker's career, it's it, this is it. Like last year, they made the playoffs. Arguably, me and you agree on this that they probably should have beat the Chiefs. That touchdown, they did kind of get robbed on it. I'm not saying that would have been the game because that was before Mahomes got injured, so we don't really know what would have happened. But, um, I mean, their team, they keep building more and more. Their defense is getting better. Their offense, this is time. Like, this Baker's right. got to Like, it's going to be very I, – I think they're the top team on my list because I think out of the five teams, they're the only team that really has a shot at the Super Bowl. And – I think they gotta they gotta realize that out of all the teams on my list, they're the one team that they're getting old. They they gotta go now. Like I'm not saying Miles. Their Garrett, window Baker, is closing. Yeah, I'm not saying those guys are necessarily like about to retire, but I they're only gonna have a few more shots at this. They're not they're gonna about, be able to do it. Yeah. You know, they're five about to more get times. Paid. Yeah, they're about to get paid, which means their team's not gonna be able to get these OBJ jars injury type dudes on their roster again because you know you know baker's gonna demand a haul then you know yeah. miles My- garrett is absolutely he deserves a haul a hundred percent yeah so they're yeah. not they're not gonna have a chance to get this stacked of a roster again no i completely agree with you there so let's go ahead let's let's bounce to the nfl season first off what do you think about 17 games for uh, uh, standpoint as a fan i like seven more football for me to watch it makes things a little more interesting but but yeah yeah but i understand that it gives there's a higher chance now for players to get injured before the playoffs to get career season ending injuries and stuff like that i from for i uh, I am neutral about it because as a fan, I like it. But as someone who understands football and that it's a business aspect, there's a higher chance to get injured, which sucks for the players. Yeah, I mean, I I hear you. But as a team, as a fan of a team that makes the playoffs occasionally, I get plenty of football <laughs> a year. <laughs> right. Love that you. One, that one hurt a little bit. <laughs> you knew I had to say it. But, I mean, it's it's kind of the truth. As, as those teams like the Jets, I'm sure they love the 17 games because that gives them an extra game to go out and watch their team. But for teams like the Buccaneers, I'm sure they don't want that. They, they want less games so they can just get to the playoffs and get it over with. I think it kind of goes with, I mean, the, it's been talked about in the NBA about condensing the season down more from 82. Right now it's at 72 because of COVID, but they're talking about bringing it down more because teams like the Warriors a couple of years ago when they went 73-9, and nine, it after the first month of the season, they were ready for the playoffs to hit. Like, they didn't want to play any more games. And I feel like for some teams in the NFL, that's how it feels. Like, the Chiefs the last couple of years, they're like, why are we even playing these games? Like, we're winning every game by 40 points. Like, why are we still playing? Right. And so I think the extra game just – that it's it seems like it's a money grab for me. I don't think it's for any other purpose besides to make money. And I think it messes – anytime you add games to a season, you mess up the rule – the the history books. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Because that's an extra game that guys could go out there and catch for another 100 yards and break records. And, yeah, I want guys to break records. But I think it kind of is unfair to people in the past who didn't get those 17 games. And so that's why 
you're going to see a lot more records get broken in the next, what, how many years they have it because guys are going to have an extra game to do it, you know, right? an extra 30, 40 downs to make plays. And do I think one game is necessarily going to make a huge difference? No, but one game for 10 years of someone's career, I mean, that's almost a whole, a whole nother season. And so like if Tom Brady would have played an extra game every year of his career, he would have played like another what? 20-something games at this point? Something something crazy like that, yeah. And so it would have been almost a whole season plus the playoffs for him to add on to his resume that he doesn't get. And that is, I think it's those types of guys that they don't get as many chances as, like, for example, guys who played in the 90s, they don't get that chance. And I think that's also why, like, in baseball, the schedule has not always been 162 games. And so that's why you see a lot of records from guys who played back in, like, Bay Ruth's time don't have as many records as guys from, like, now in the 90s have because they played more games. Yeah, no, I understand where you're coming from. Like, so. As someone as someone who has a as a Lions fan who players on the Lions don't hold a lot of records, if I see Calvin Johnson's record fall simply because of the 17th game, I'm going to be mad, you know? Yeah, no, I, I I get it. I totally get it. And and also another thing real quick, I just looked it up just to, to fact check myself. Baseball switched to 162 in 1961 from 154. So eight games a season more. Right. And when did they, how long had they been 150 before that? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to go find that. <laughs> right. But I, I get where you're coming from, though. It's just not fair to those players in the past that didn't have the chance. Yeah, and I mean, I I, I like it because that it, 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 it I will get to see my team play another game, but like it's gonna change everything. You know, you're never gonna see another nine and seven season. You're never gonna see another zero and sixteen season. That's true, but like eight and eights won't happen anymore either, unless they right. get a tie. So so. The issue with doing an odd number is what's 500 now? Oh, geez. I didn't even think about that. There's no such thing. Yeah. No, to go 500, you have to tie. Yeah. You're either going to be over or above 500 now. Yeah. I, I kind of don't like that. Because, because if you're a 500 team, it's like, okay, we weren't bad, but – we were more good than bad if you're a 500 team, an 8-8 eight eight team at the end of the season. But we don't have that anymore, so it's either you're, you're going to be bad or be good from, the, from at least the looks of it. Just looking at the record, that is. Yeah. And also, how do you determine – because normally you play eight games at home and eight games away. And so the Panthers play nine away and eight at home. And so those teams that play nine at home, do they get an advantage? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, Lions also play nine away games. So did Tyler just break down the entire schedule and change your mind on <laughs> Yeah, I kind of don't like that. Because not, not only do we have to play an extra game now, we have to play an extra game away. So that's another game we don't get to play at home. So those teams that get to play nine at home, that's another game they get home, home field advantage. Jeez, hold on. Now I have to look at this. I have to see how many teams actually have 
three teams. Has not... I won't care too much, but come on, love the Packers schedule. Uh, I'm trying to love the Packers schedule here. Do you think it's better? We'll have games or not. We might have to do your turn up later. Yeah. One. I don't know. Maybe maybe I was wrong. Maybe they figured out some way to do it to where all teams have the same amount, but I don't really – that doesn't make sense. Ten home games? Hold on. That makes sense. They have ten. Oh, that's, no, never mind. They have nine. I for some reason they're well. Thanks, buddy. No, they have. Maybe the every team has nine away games. That's that's actually kind of cool. I don't understand. I'm kind of confused. Because I'm I'm like looking. We'll have to do some more research on that and come back to you guys next week because I don't really understand. Because I just looked at the Cardinals schedule and they only have eight, too. Let me look at the Chiefs. (laughs) Because if if there's. Any team that's gonna have more home games, the it's probably the Chiefs or Bucks. I just don't get how they would even do that. Me, I, I don't know. I mean, I found a website that I think explains it, but I don't really have time to read this whole thing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, no. Chiefs have nine home games. Yeah, I just figured it out. It says uh, the 17th game will feature teams from opposing conferences that finished in the same place with in their division the previous season. The AFC was determined to be the home of the conference for the 17th game in 2021. Oh, so it's going to be like a off and on. You get home game. You get home game. Yeah, so all all AFC teams will have the home games. Okay, that's week 17. So well, people hate that, that gives that gives the AFC whatever team it, their year a little bit of an advantage. I, I kind of don't like that. I mean, I guess that's the most fair way to do it, though, yeah. because then because then I can't get playing that the Saints got to play an extra game at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can't be like that's not fair. A team in my division got to play another game at home. So at least this way, you know, those interleague matchups don't matter as much. Fair. I mean. Record-wise for you, it does, but it's not like you're necessarily helping their cause as yeah. much as if like it was someone in your division. So, no, I, I guess I agree with that, but I still think that it should be an even-numbered season. Yeah, I agree. Just so you home in a way. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's, let's go ahead. What do you think about the line schedule? The line? I'm – I don't like how hard it is. We've got, what do you say earlier, the sixth hardest schedule? Yeah. We're, we were arguably, we were record-wise the seventh worst team in the league last year. But if you actually, like, looked at 
stats and how we played and the games we played, we were probably the second worst team out there. Yeah. So it's it's kind of it's kind of a little worrisome that you have teams in the league with one of the hardest schedules. Yeah, I mean that's how it goes, though, right? Yeah, I mean, yep. There's not much we can do about it. We just gotta hope Dan Campbell can push us through. Yeah, I mean that's the dream. As far as my schedule goes, I'm happy with it. Yeah, you got what the 26th hardest schedule. Yeah, and it's about time. <laughs> you got the last tw- couple last couple of years we got beaten up pretty bad with scheduling. Right. So you got the but- 26th hardest schedule, but if you guys if you weren't in the NFC South, you'd have probably the easiest schedule. Oh, 100 percent. Our our division definitely hurts us a little bit, but like. Week one, we play the Jets. Week three, we play the Texans. Then we play the Cowboys, Eagles, Vikings, Giants all in a row, which will be nice. Right. Then, then we play Washington and Miami. So, I mean, those are some games that we should probably win. I envy you. I appreciate that. We need everyone we can get at this point, right? Right. All right, well. I think that's going to do it for this week. It was nice talking to you again, and I guess yep. we will see everyone next week. Yep. See you.